0: Clinging to the water plants of the shallows, the seahorse putzes along with its hilariously tiny back fin. An odd fish to say the least, the seahorse ups the ante by being one of the only animals in the world to switch roles in the reproductive process. For the males, lamas, prenatal vitamins, and warning sickness are all part of the deal here in life, death, and taxonomy.
1: Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's 30 minutes of interesting animal info for your ear holes. I'm Joe. I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about an oceanic equine with strong paternal instincts and a unique dad bod. More on that later.
0: Kind of strong paternal instincts. They go to a certain
1: extent, which we'll learn about. More than other fish. True, 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 true. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about? We're talking about a horse. Cool. From the ocean. Oh. Yeah. An oceanic equine. That means a seahorse. I thought equine was an adjective. No.
0: Not like a noun. Like, that is an equine.
1: Oh, I don't know. Let's see. Do we even care? Like an
0: equine animal or something like that. Equine. Aquatic equine.
1: Don't allow. Wow. It is an... It's both. Huh. Nice.
0: So we're talking about the seahorse. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about a seahorse. And... Um, the barber's seahorse, uh, specifically the barber seahorse, but seahorses in general, and it's it's a man named barber, or perhaps a woman, but it's not a you know somebody who cuts hair. It doesn't. It's doesn't, not a seahorse for them.
0: It doesn't keep those. <laughs> it's, a sea, it's a seahorse for barbers, or it's a seahorse that keeps other seahorses' fins trimmed.
1: Yeah, it's called a. That would be a barber seahorse. This That's true. There's is not, is an not barbers S here. Yeah.
0: Or a barbarous seahorse. A seahorse that eats other seahorses.
1: Oh, I was thinking a a barbarous as in covered in barbs, in which case... True. ...does have spines.
0: It goes all different directions here. But we're mostly just going to be talking about seahorses in in general here. But but this is what we're going to call them. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, first, some honorable mentions because Bibby and I spent the last half hour thinking up names because I was I had a, a mental block. OK. The Backsea Boys. OK. All right. Men at Work. OK. Who can it be now? Um, C Section. Ah, OK. It'll yeah, make sense later. Uh, the three that made it, though, are The Parent Trap, because they switch. True. They're parents. Um, a Horse to Be Reckoned With. <laughs> and Chubby Hubby, or Chub Hubs, which I want to call them <laughs> Chub Hubs from now
1: on. Okay. Does it have any other names, like real ones? Yeah, that's you. Okay. Last time I said some real names and you yelled at me. Oh, no. <laughs> But the, I don't know any other like Oh, when you say real names from the real world. When you say real names, I think of the, the, the binomial the, names the nomenclature, and nomenclature, yeah. Taxonomy. Let's do that. The kingdom is one that you know love and are within the kingdom Animalia. Uh the phylum is chordata. It's a bony fish. Mhm. Um which means And by fish I mean it's in the class Actinoptergy. which is bony fish. Yes. Uh order uh Singnathiformes. That looks good to me. Okay, and then so, or Yeah,
0: syn- singnathiform. Yeah, there's, a- yeah, there's an no hard S Y N G N, so an N G N Studios. <laughs>
1: uh, the family is uh, Singnathidae. Yep, and then the genus is Hippocampus, like your brain, like the thing in your brain. Yeah. And then the species, the binomial name, is Hippocampus barboree. So, hippocampus
0: is Greek. And the hippo part means horse. I didn't know that. So, it's a school where horses go? Uh, Campus is sea monster. Oh. So, it's a sea monster horse. Cool. It's an actual mythological creature with the front part of a horse and the back part of a
1: dolphin so why is the name the thing in your brain called that
0: because it kind of looks like a seahorse oh okay and i saw a picture of one that had been removed and it looks like a seahorse wow And i was like huh so gross <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay would you like to know what it looks like Like a hippocampus, I assume. Yeah, it looks just like a hippocampus. Moving on. Let's do the major fact. (laughs) (laughs) No, let's talk about what it looks like in case you are driving and you cannot Google it. Uh, The barber seahorse are cute little horse fish with curved necks, upright bodies, long curly tails, and a long snout. They are... I keep forgetting that they're actually fish. You know what the snout is called? Snoot. A snout. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's got uh, spines all over its body, uh, including on the nose, over its eyes. And there's a special one called the cornet, which is on the top, like a crown. Get it? Cornet, crown.
0: Yes. Yeah. Like a coronation.
1: Yes. And then there's some on the dorsal fin and other places. Um Barbers come in a variety of colors, including yellow, greenish-gray, white, and brown. A little underwhelming. but
0: Yeah, but they can...
1: But they're, color, they're, they're bespeckled and special. Do they have chromatophores? Or is it more like a... I think that they can, like,
0: flush. Like a lizard. They can become uh, lighter or darker.
1: Okay. Uh, their bodies are covered in bony plates that offer some protection from injuries. Some, but they're very tiny. Like currents pushing them against stuff.
0: <laughs> the the je- soft, gentle current of the water can't hurt them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, they have large eyes and actually have excellent vision. They also have monocular vision, which means that they see that each eye sees independently. Horses, like the ones on land, also have monocular vision, but they also have binocular vision.
0: So they can just, they can have each eye doing its own thing, but they can tune them in?
1: Well, they, so unlike horses of the of the land, seahorses can move their eyes independently from one another.
0: Like a chameleon?
1: Yeah, not all things with monocular vision
0: can do that. They have to be looking in opposite directions because their eyes are on either side of their, their right.
1: head. It just means that they're, they're processing two different images rather than like one together image. Okay. But horses can also see in binocular vision, but there's a blind spot right in front of their face where they, their vision kind of intersects and then there's this triangle where they can't see.
0: I feel like a lot of herbivorous or prey animals have that. Yeah. Like birds, a lot of birds like ducks, they'll look at you from the side. That means they're looking at you, but if they're, Facing straight at you, they probably can't see you very well. Yeah. Because their eyes are on either side of their head.
1: And you know why horses kick you? Because they the only other place that they can't see is right behind them. So you don't want to be behind the horse because it makes them nervous. And then they're like, whatever it is, it des- deserves kicking. It deserves
0: to die. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not going to take any chances. I'm going to kill whatever's behind me. Yes. But seahorses don't do that because they don't have feet.
1: Right. Back into the water. Uh, barbers <clears throat> li- uh, like the waters of Mil- Malaysia, the Philippines, Indonesia, and uh, they have also been recorded at depths of 10 meters or 33 feet. It's not that deep. It's not that be- deep. De- not that deep at all. You can dive there if you want. I have. In Malaysia? No, oh. just that deep. <laughs> uh, they prefer to live in seagrass, mangrove swamps, estuaries, and muddy areas.
0: Not, not like me. No. I, like, I like clear stuff.
1: I imagine they also enjoy coral reefs for reasons I'll talk about later. Wh-
0: wherever there are plants to cling on to. Yeah. Cling on. Yeah.
1: Do you have, like, some weird thing where you're going to ask me some questions? Yeah. I or other one question?
0: I think from going forward, I'm going to say it after the binomial nomenclature, just because we're naming things.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, the, this,
0: that's the naming part of this of this show. So uh, we'll do cr- 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 critter groups okay. earlier on to kind of space it out for measure up. That makes sense. All right. So it's time for critter groups, the uh, listener's favorite part of the show. Where I, Carlos, pose to you, Joe.
1: Do not take my intro. The <laughs> question... Uh, What
0: what is a group of these, this animal called? Or what is the collective noun for this animal? So here we go. It's multiple choice. You have four choices. Choice A is herd. Choice B is float. Choice C is school. Or choice D is grasp. So is it a herd of seahorses? Is it a float of seahorses? Is it a school of seahorses? Or is it a grasp of seahorses? School.
1: Final answer? Yeah. Wrong. Really? Is it grasp? It's a herd. Oh, okay. (laughs) I knew it definitely wasn't a a grasp. I knew... Really? No, that was just too perfect. Because they... That just sounded too much like it was plausible. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded too good. I,
0: I, I, thought I would get you with school just because it's a fish. And, yeah, and we've had f- we've
1: done that stuck kind of thing before.
0: Yeah, I think last one was flock. Yeah. All right. Oh no, pack a uh, 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 clan for the yeah. For that the one I just dole. knew because I knew that. Yeah, and then a flock for emus. So, uh, do better next time.
1: <laughs> Don't tell me what to do <laughs> Here we go Let's get to the listener's favorite part of the show The part of the show that's introduced by you Except for when it's not And that's that time is now Because nobody sent in any
0: measure of intros It's still going to be introduced by someone Other than us probably
1: right? I have an idea uh, So uh, This is also the part of the show Where I pose uh, to Carlos uh, Quiz questions to convey the animal size and dimension dimensions in relatable terms. Uh, and it's, this is the most relatable season yet. The season of, uh, anguish and woe of weeping Uh, and gnashing uh, of teeth, (laughs) uh, where measure up is harder than it's ever been. Um, and also since we don't have a measure up intro, I'm going to let an animal do it.
0: Ooh,
1: a seahorse. Yeah. And no, I'm (laughs) let's just like, have you guess what it is. Okay. I haven't, yeah, well, I'm just going to play an animal sound, you tell me what it is. I'm excited. And it's going to come right after the, the music, like the animals introducing us. Okay. I'll give you a hint, he's also chewing. That's what that smacking sound is.
0: Okay, I'm going to have to go with Bengal tiger.
1: Really? Like a pu- that would be like a kitten. No, no, no. I'll, I'll give I, you, one my, would my, you Like my, a multiple choice. My
0: second guess would be Quaker parrot.
1: That's a good guess. Would you like a multiple choice? Sure. Yeah. Is it a bird? A parrot? Well, I'll I'll, I'll narrow it down. Uh, like a river otter? A puppy? Or is it a kitten? Parrot. It's a river otter. What? Yeah. Look. <laughs> He's adorable. Oh, oh, that's so good. <laughs> Without further ado. Thank you to the River Otter for introducing this episode between chews. Um, (laughs) Let's get right into it. Male length. The length of the average male is 11 to 15 centimeters or 4.3 to 5.9 inches. Let's call it an even 5 inches. How many seahorses go into the height of Blue Mustang? The infamous horse statue in the Denver airport known as Blucifer by locals.
0: You've seen oh, this. I've, I have seen this. Yeah,
1: here's a hint. Lucifer is huge, blue, and has red eyes and a sinister grimace. Artist Luis Jimenez was paid three hundred thousand dollars to complete the sculpture, but after a decade of working on it, the horse, the horse's head, fell onto his leg, severed an artery, and killed him. It was eventually completed and put on display. However, the horse's haunting visage and disturbing backstory. Horrifies locals and visitors to this day.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they had to make it evil. <laughs>
1: uh, people said the same thing when they first
0: like. It's our watchful protector. Turn it up. Dark Knight. Yeah. I want to say that was like 120 feet tall. You said five inches. Mm-hmm. So I'm guess I'm gonna to have to go with. Uh, I'll go with 260.
1: 260 uh, seahorses. Final answer. Yes. The blue Mustang was only 32 feet tall. Oh. So wow. it's 76.8 seahorses. It looks, I guess it's so scary, it looks bigger in pictures.
0: <laughs> I, I, I was like, I thought I read that it was 120 somewhere. But Is I'm, it on
1: a pedestal? I'm,
0: yeah, it is on a...
1: Maybe the structure it's... Or maybe it's, the
0: hill or, or maybe it stands 130 feet above a certain area or yeah. something like that. Anyway, that would be
1: a tall sculpture. Uh, Let's talk about female length. Um, They're 11 to 13 centimeters. So pretty, pretty close. Males are slightly larger. Uh, That's 4.3 to 5.1 inches. Let's call it an even four and a half inch inches. How many female seahorses go into the distance between the star Alpha Equili in the Equilus constellation and planet Earth? Uh, sixty-two septillion. Before I'm gonna actually give you a real hint. A, B. You just need to get the correct number of digits. The, the <laughs> no, yes, the correct number of digit, and bonus points if you get the correct, like. The f- starting numbers. So like if it's, one if it's like three billion, if you get the 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 fact that it's in the billions place, and also the number three, you get double points it's a double victory Um, so here's the hint Alpha Equili also called Kit Alpha uh, is much 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 closer than the Andromeda Galaxy it's also more than 46 times farther than the closest star Alpha Centauri
0: alright because of that I'm going to change my answer to 62 Septillion
1: Septillion 7
0: yes uh, final answer? Yes, I'm it's not correct. I'm not thinking about this anymore. <laughs>
1: okay, <laughs> you're not. You're, you're incredibly off. What kind
0: of math can I possibly do?
1: <laughs> you have to. You would have to make a guess in light years and then divide that by five inches. Yes, I would. <laughs> uh, the answer is fifteen quintillion. Wow, it's
0: a lot closer.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Um, it is hundred and eighty six 186 light years away. I was hoping maybe you would know Alpha Centauri since it's the closest star. No, no. It's four light years away. Well, a little more than four.
0: And this one's 186. Yeah.
1: Andromeda is like three like hundred millions hundreds, millions of light years. Oh. away. Oh, Interesting. Just think about that. I'm like, just, if I'm... we could go f- the speed of light we would still take four years to get to the closest star besides the sun.
0: Yeah. And it would take us millions of years to get to the Andromeda. Andromeda
1: is coming to us. We can just wait for it.
0: I'm very, I'm really happy. I didn't try to do the math on that. (laughs) I'm
1: (laughs) that was the best hint I've ever given. And it was just because that question was so impossible. It was, that was a
0: pick your battle situation where there was no way I was going to guess the number of light years. And by guessing one light year off would change my answer dramatically. Yeah. So, good. I actually feel good about that. Not <laughs> despite far. Be, despite being very wrong.
1: Yeah. In terms of decimal places, it wasn't incredibly off. You didn't say it was like a million light year, Like You didn't uh, say it was eight? A million. <laughs> fifteen quintillion. All we need is fifteen quintillion seahorses and we get to the next. We get to uh, end the, end. the horse star. <laughs> <laughs> all right that's it that's all i got would you like some fast facts kit alpha sounds like a rapper it does kid alpha little alpha fast facts time uh barbers feed on small crustaceans, shrimp larvae, uh specifically the larva of codec and decapods they even eat small fish Um, they're vulnerable as juveniles and may be eaten by any predator with a mouth Um, to avoid predators they engage in crypsis Uh, crypsis is a fancy blanket term for animals doing everything they can not to be seen Uh, so crypsis can include nocturnal behavior not only coming out at night Um, camouflage mimicry living underground stuff to hide is crypsis interesting Um, So it can be, it doesn't even mean to like not be eaten. It also could be to, to like ambush prey. Crypsis. So specifically seahorses camouflage and mimic coral to not be seen. So
0: seahorses and lions both engage in crypsis.
1: Yes. Crypsis is a huge term.
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like most animals don't want to be seen. Yeah. Like, like giraffe don't care. They're, they, they're, uh, their patterns are designed I so guess. that they blend in a little bit better. You can't see... Eagles fly super high, so their prey can't
1: see them. Uh, bird of paradise. Okay. They don't care. A, uh,
0: like a peacock or something yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so their coloration and texture allow them to bend, uh, blend in with coral reefs. Um, their... Their spines and scales, not actually scales, but they're like bony plates are like the same texture as certain coral, and they'll cling to it and blend in other species like the leafy sea dragon mimic seaweed, and you should look that up because it's amazing. They look exactly like seaweed. They're quite regal looking
0: a little less like dragons, a little more like seaweed, yeah,
1: they look like a Pokemon. I think they are there's definitely seahorse Pokemon, yeah, yeah yeah, 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 cedra, yeah, horsey. <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, you got a major fact.
0: I do have a major fact. Wait, but I feel like most people already know this. Did you know this? Yeah, I did. <clears throat> it's a, it's it's interesting, and I'm and so uh, but the fact that it was so famous was the reason why it took me so long to put it on the list.
1: Well, sometimes we just got to cover the famous stuff, and because sometimes people like are aware this is a thing, but we don't understand how. You know? Yeah, so here's how. Here's how. Here's how the seahorse does And how. Thing. What? I said and how. Okay. That's a thing people said. Back then? Yeah. In exclusively transatlantic accents, according to you. Okay, yes.
0: <laughs> so seahorses are fish. And as fish, most fish just leave their eggs attached to something or floating around in the middle of the sea. And then they leave. And that's their whole parenthood experience. Real cool. Sharks are ovoviviparous, which is a word that I've said before on this show, which I think was talking about the thresher shark. Um, But that means giving birth to live young.
1: Uh huh. Ovoviviparous. Egg alive. Porous. Porous. Yep.
0: Egg-alive holes. <laughs> and just like the shark, the seahorse does the same thing. But there's a twist. So male seahorses have pouches on the front-facing side of their tails, a.k.a. Fanny packs. Their tummies.
1: Oh, gotcha.
0: Sure, yeah. It's not a fanny pack, because they're males.
1: <laughs>
0: a manny pack. A manny pack. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, so when it comes to reproduction roles are reversed after a complex courtship after a complex courtship display that can last for hours and involves rising and falling in the water as well as changes in color as we mentioned earlier the female lays unfertilized eggs into the male's pouch so interesting definitely completely reversed here She'll deposit up to 1,500 eggs and some species. I don't think the barber seahorse, but some species up to 2,500 eggs um, into his flesh pocket, and he fertilizes them there. Then the eggs will stick to the walls of the the pouch and gestate for up to 45 days. And in there, he can supply them with everything a mammal might give a baby, even though he's not a mammal. He'll give them incubation, oxygen, gas exchange, Calcium, lipids, and even prolactin—the same hormone that generates milk in mammals. Hmm. So the, he's being very mammalian here, and also he's the male. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's he's got he's got all of the
1: babies in his pouch. Male mat uh, male mat mammal male mammalian male mammalian. That's, that's
0: male mammalian mammary <laughs> maker man. <laughs> Coming this fall from Nintendo. Nammalian <laughs> mammary maker. It makes, it sounds way better in Japanese, I yeah.
1: swear.
0: <laughs> so the eggs hatch in the pouch and the teeny tiny horses, which are called Fry, are squeezed out by the male. Hmm. Into the open ocean. Gross. And that's where the parenthood ends.
1: And the children get eaten.
0: Yeah. Invariably. Uh the female will visit ev- the male every day during the gestation period. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> a little daily a little like morning. They call them morning visits. Wow, okay. Um and the the male after squeezing those puppies out is ready for another round the next day. So during breeding season you can do this every couple of months. Pretty wow. Much.
1: How long does it take to gestate, did you say? 45 days. Okay.
0: So every month and a half, he you can you can support 1,500 eggs. That's good
1: because uh, 1,490 of them are getting eaten. Um, I, I actually don't. That's not science. That's an assumption.
0: 1,492 and a half will be eaten. Okay. Be- because there is a 0.5% chance of surviving to uh to adulthood.
1: Stop being so tasty.
0: So that means 7.5 of them are <laughs> <laughs> survive uh if there's exactly 1500. And uh that's a result of them not taking care of the young, but they do go several steps beyond the average fish. Okay. So kudos to them, I suppose. Yeah. Um but what does a seahorse going to do anyway? Uh like shelter them within its wings. <laughs> Okay. Or at least shelter them in like a, the a gro- like a little grove or like a hole? series of plants or a hole or yeah and something and just like defend them
1: with its claws. It, it, instead, <laughs> with its hooves, it's literally a, a limbless thing. Inst- instead of
0: having, they'll fight each other sometimes, but. Instead of having them just like... That's these, what the, the plate metal is for. These tiny little French fries go out into the open they ocean. They are
1: fries! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Although they are not French. So the weird thing is that according to this thing called Bateman's Principle, when w- in the animal kingdom, when one partner uses more energy than the other in reproduction, the one that doesn't use the more energy will usually be the aggressive one. But... For seahorses, the males not only carry the young, but they also are the most aggressive ones, and they'll fight each other for uh, females. Interesting. So they were like, "How does this violate this this principle?" So they did a study, and I think it's a little hinky the way that they went about it. They measured the energy that the males used based on oxygen consumption during gestation. So they're like, while it's having the while it's sitting there with the kids. Uh, It uses more oxygen than when it doesn't have kids. So I think it goes up 33%. And then they measured the energy stored in each egg to to measure how much energy the female used to create them. And the results of that was that the female uses twice as much energy to create them in that one act than it does for the male, than the male does to incubate them for those 45 days
1: interesting so it's like she's giving birth like he, she's going through a lot
0: yeah I mean she has to Yeah, eat a lot I guess and a lot of her energy is expended in creating the eggs and some of the male's energy is expended in incubating them but only half so the reality is that the female still uses more energy despite not carrying the infants
1: mm. and that's all I got Interesting.
0: Male seahorses get pregnant, and it's weird,
1: but it works. Yeah,
0: it, it works if you call a 0.5 percent success rate working.
1: If you can do it once a month, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> once every couple of mo- once every month and a half, you 7.5 survive. So, yep. All right. So for you out there in podcasting, you latch on to some kelp. Don't get swept away by the tide and see all pregnancies through to completion like the seahorse in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. We need reviews, reviews, reviews. We need reviews so that people can see how great this show is. If you like listening to these interesting animal facts week in and week out, then the best thing you can do is share that joy with the world. Just log into your podcasting app and hit the right of a review button to show us and everyone else how cool you think animals are. Plus, we'll give you a big shout-out at the end of the season. Thanks for listening, and see you next week. (laughs) Fin. Cool.